Pro Football Ireland Monday Morning Football Part 2 of our podcast. Michael McQuaid, Michaela Feig and Connor Mangan presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL. We have a few weird weeks now with the London games coming up and we have full-on schedule on week three Sunday in the early window. So we're focusing on these games. If you want a reaction to the late games, there only is two or three of them. And Sunday night football between the Steelers and the Raiders. I'll be live with Jeff Reinbold Monday night, 9 p.m. IST for Eastern. Let's get right back into it and let's talk about some different games in the league this week. Um, the New York Jets played the New England Patriots folks on Sunday and it, it, it was an interesting game for many reasons. I felt like there was a real... Like there was not love lost between like the Jets defense and Mac Jones. I could see a pure hatred there. The weather was atrocious. Patriots getting top 15 to 10. You know, Michaela, the Patriots desperately needed this win. Like there, there is no way in saying otherwise. They were 0-2, like unthinkable for Bill Balachek to go into a season 0-2. So if they went to 0-3, it would have been crazy. They were really bogged down with a spate of penalties. Some third down throws were sort of poor with Mac Jones. They really allowed the Jets to stay alive, and I feel like the Jets are a conversation for like an, another go around on this. But um, Patriots defense looks looks fantastic. You know, Matthew Judon, you know, looks legit. The the offense needs to play better, but certainly Patriots defense will get them wins this season. And we've seen that as an example today, getting over the line in New Jersey. Yeah, I think watching that game and you can kind of see by the score it was two teams playing each other who are struggling, which is crazy to think because a lot of people had the Jets going to the Super Bowl this year simply because they brought in Aaron Rodgers. But I always said, no, it's not It's not that easy. And I think everyone can see now that it's not that easy. It, it is definitely the quarterback that's the issue. But, you know, injuries happen all the time. And I don't think anyone expected to be watching week three and putting and guessing the Patriots would beat the Jets if you were to ask before the season begun. Um, I kind of knew going into the game that the Patriots would win, even even though they're zero and two, and the Jets are one and one, just simply because you know Zach Wilson isn't a good quarterback. He's he's not like a good enough player to get you wins, kind of even against mediocre teams. Because like let's be real, the Patriots kind of need a little bit of an overhaul as well they're always just kind of and they're in such a tough division you know like they're in with the bills and they're in with the the dolphins and they're both playing very well this season especially the dolphins so i think looking at the patriots i was kind of surprised now i'm not too sure i was watching red zone so i didn't but i was actually surprised that i didn't hear zeke's name called a lot elliot um they're you know, kind of more playing either... him a little bit and playing him not. Yeah, it was more every time Red Zone were showing a Patriot run, it was Stevenson, it was the other guy. And I'm kind of like, why are you bringing in Ezekiel Elliott and then not kind of, you know, that's the time to use him to, you know, just ram him, keep like run him down the Jets' throat, basically. Um, so, mm-hmm. and it was, I think, like this would have, if the mm-hmm. Patriots also would have been the first time since Belichick took mm-hmm. over that they went 0 and 3 in the start of the season. Um, I think the Patriots can beat teams like the Jets, you know, those teams that are kind of struggling to find, you know, their identity at quarterback. I think the Patriots are always kind of beat them teams. Like I I was about to say, for example, the Texans, but I wouldn't even say the Texans could lose to the Patriots now. Like I think the Patriots are really, really need to just do something to kind of bring them 
I don't I don't even think they'll ever get back to they were at the dynasty stage because that was I think now Tom Brady that was just Tom Brady basically and not you know they always yeah. say it was a Bill Belichick or was a Tom Brady and I think Tom Brady has proved that it was more him than Belichick like Belichick's an amazing coach don't get me wrong but for Brady to go to the Buccaneers in his first year and win a Super Bowl and for the Patriots just to kind of fall off their pedestal is is proof enough in that theory but the Patriots definitely need to do something because if you know they're at they're in a division that has Josh Allen for the foreseeable future has Tua for the foreseeable future it's going to have Aaron Rodgers probably next year or for the next two or three years so they need to make a big change whether it be a head coach whether it be a quarterback I don't know but they need to do something like I am going to move to a different topic here but we will come back to that 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 dynasty talk I, I think it was a mix personally um, I think their biggest downfall is not replacing Tom really but certainly I think it was a mix I think Belichick's the best ever coach ever pains me to say it and you know Connor I think certain podcasts and certain outlets will focus on the Zach Wilson story which we will talk about in a minute I think it's important to talk about and uh, we'll talk about it after this year we'll, we'll go into more detail on it but you know in, in week one when the Patriots hosted the Eagles they held Jalen Hurts to only 170 yards passing. AJ Brown is 79 yards. In week two, they picked off Tua. They held Tyreek Hill, who had an unbelievable Sunday this week, to only 40 yards. And mm-hmm. on Sunday, they held Garden 48 yards and zero touchdowns. Is this the best defense in the league? Because I think, personally, they're a quarterback and a half-decent receiver away from challenging that's how good this defense is defense wins championships for everyone being down on the patriots matthew judon looks exceptional their defense today was superb yeah they were very good um i was kind of flicking between that game and the other games but i mean they're they're winning them the games and you know great like great teams and great defenses win championships you got to start with that uh unless you're the chiefs and you're patrick Mahomes. but other than that you do actually need to have a great defense and you need to be really well coached. Obviously, Bill Belichick's a great coach and I think he's kind of, he's he's showing that, you know, you can get somewhere with a guy like Mac Jones if your defense plays great um, and kind of do all those things. So, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit more impressed with the Patriots. Offensively, they still look like, I want to say slow. I know it's the wrong word, but they, they just feel like kind of slow or like maybe sluggish uh kind of lethargic i don't know what it is but they just seem kind of not quite like zippy like like the other teams are um the great offensive team so yeah maybe you're dead right you know like a a good wide receiver away uh and maybe a quarterback i mean mac jones i i don't know but it doesn't look like he's the guy you know we've seen him for a while now and i don't think he is the guy so so we'll see we'll see what happens with them Oh, that was me. I just a little delay there, delay of game, delay of stream. Sorry, folks. Um, for people, for people wondering, like Michaela actually had like issues beforehand. I'm so glad we got them worked out because it was like a se- seven second delay. So we're here, we're here. Right, I agree with you. But the, the reason I mentioned Thursday night football on the last segment of the podcast was because there was such an interesting conversation between uh, Fitzpatrick between. Um, Oh my God, I've lost the names. Who's in first night football? Richard Sherman 
oh, I'm, I'm too tired for this. Anyway, they were all complaining and talking about Zach Wilson and how yeah, yeah, they yeah, cannot yeah. believe as former players in the league, Tony Gonzalez as well, saying that how the hell have they not picked up the phone and got a guy for this year? You can talk about next year, but this year matters. I'm sorry, Michaela, you said a second ago about the Jets being like quarterback away. I still think if they had somebody in there right now, I think they go really, really deep. The question is two elements. Oh. Who who could that be? And secondly, is Robert Sally came out on Sunday and said that Zach Wilson is still his guy. What is he smoking? Can someone please give me an answer? What's going on in New York, folks? Like I do I do agree with you that they're only a quarterback away because we all know if they had Aaron Rodgers, they'd probably be three and right now and they probably would have annihilated the Patriots today because the Patriots aren't the best team. But it like I think what they're doing is, you know, I don't necessarily blame them for what they're doing because I said that it is a bit unfair that Wilson only got two or so years and they still need to see if there's anything there with him. So I think they're taking this opportunity now that Rogers has gone down. He's most likely he's going to be back next year. So I think what Salah and kind of the rest of the Jets organization are doing is they're kind of, I know, you know, Wilson didn't have a lot of time with Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, for someone to come in and, you know, to be drafted second overall and then for them to bring in one of the greatest quarterbacks because they don't believe in you to be the quarterback of the future, you'd think that would put a chip on his shoulder and Brady was saying everything being personal. So I don't blame them wanting to see if Wilson reacted to that or to see if he learned anything from that time he's had with Rodgers, but it's clear that he hasn't. So I think... The Jets are probably playing for a few more games and then be like, okay, look, there's nothing here with this kid. We can trade him. You know, there's no point in keeping him on this contract. We can trade him at the end of the season or whatever. But I, I don't, basically, I don't blame them for seeing if there's anything there with him. But I think now in the next game or two, they should pick up the phone and bring someone in. Remember though, Wilson and Wilson, Zach and Garrett beat <laughs> probably the best team in the NFL in week one. Yeah. Let's, just, let's remind ourselves of that for a second. That was a hell of a game. It was the first game, and they did it. So there's something there. But, he, but he's, he's, he's been crap since. I, I, I think, and I want to jump in this before, before you give yours, don't trade him, but sit him. Sit him again and get Kirk Cousins in for the rest of the year and then sort this. Sort Is Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins going to go there? Would you Would you go to the Jets for Kirk well, Cousins? Well, if, 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 if you look at the financial hit with Minnesota at the minute and the repercussions long-term for them, I right. think if you're Kirk Cousins, go and, and try and win a ring. You're not going to win a ring this year in Minnesota. Go go and win one. Go and try and win one. As my voice goes. What do you think, Hunter? Well, I think Justin Jefferson would be pissed. <laughs> He'd be like, oh my God, I lost, I lost Kirk Cousins. What am I going to do? And, and like Hackensack is playing unreal as well. So I'm kind of, well, we already talked about Minnesota being like, it's strange why they're losing games and they, they shouldn't be losing games. But... Um, yeah, I mean, if if he goes there, it'd be incredibly exciting. I'm still holding out for Brady, though. I got Brady at a plus ten thousand, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Brady as uh, as the next New York uh, Jets quarterback. If he don't bet that, be gamble aware. If if he comes back, he's he, he's gonna lose the kids, not just the wife. That's shocking if that happens. Um, Buffalo, Washington. I'll, I'll for my voice. I'm gonna keep this very light going forward. Two elements, Michaela. Uh, Buffalo looked fantastic offensively, but defensively, that was a hell of a game. 
Uh, Gerald Bernard is the first player in the NFL to have two plus sacks, an interception and a fumble recovery in a single game since Bears Hall of Fame linebacker, the great Brian Erlacher. Um, their defense looks great, 38 points on the board. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be negative about Washington. I like Sam Howell. I want to see him get, be given more time. Uh, I can't wait to see Buffalo in two weeks. Yeah, I think definitely Buffalo will bounce back from their um, loss to the Jets. But um, to shut out the Commanders is... Like, the Commanders are always said to have, you know, like a good defense. So the fact that they put up that many points against them is good. You know, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are, you know, playing well together. There seems to be no kind of tension from last season when Diggs threw his little hissy fit. Um, it seems to have just lightened the fire inside them, which is good to see. Um, but I will say, someone showed me their bet today and they had the Bills to win. But, and they said, oh, but I think, you know, the commanders could possibly mess that up. They could be a dodgy team because of Sam Hell. And I was just sitting there and I'm thinking, like, I know people like Sam Hell, but like, chill out. Like, he's not. <laughs> Do you exactly, know what I mean? Like, exactly. Give him, like, like if he, does what a Brock Purdy does and doesn't lose a regular season game for like however many games he goes and goes to the playoffs with the, the Washington Commanders then yeah he's he's gonna all start talking about him but like I still don't rate the Commanders they're just kind of that team that are just kind of like the Patriots you're just kind of like hovering between like mediocre and they're just missing a f- some Unknown well, Michaela, if you top. gave if you gave if you gave Washington, let's say another another half decent receiver, and they gave him a good quarterback, I would be super excited for them. Yeah, but like if they if they like... had Kirk Cousins, for example, that you'd be excited Ooh. about them. But I well, still why do we love Kirk Cousins so much in this podcast? <laughs> because he's he, he's a beautiful looking man, and I I love Probably. him after the Netflix show. Can can I just say he had four interceptions on the day, but something like I love his desire, Connor, when he's on the field. I really, like, you can see Sam Howell is trying to learn on the job. The whole thing with Washington's a write-off this year anyway because of the ownership change. And give him some time. He looks like a lad from Calvin in the Odeon the Friday night. <laughs> he does, but why write them off? you got Robinson who's playing unbelievable at running back. I think he's kind of surprising everyone. He's And, like, they're, they're, they're solid. Like, I would, I would have thought, too. I thought Bills and Commanders, just like your buddy, Michaela, I thought that was a trap game. My trap game last week, I think, was with the Lions. I honestly thought that was a trap game. I'm like, oh, this might be a bit scary. And then I remember dropping into the group chat. I'm like, mm, I think Buffalo actually might be one of the best teams in the NFL. Yes, they lost week one, but they've looked unreal since then and like somewhat untouchable. And they just score a lot. And Diggs, you know, if you're talking about like like Jefferson being like one of the best wide receivers in the league, Diggs was in Minnesota before that and he was amazing. He's right up there too, probably top five. So sky's the limit for Buffalo maybe. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, there's been that much stuff to talk about tonight. I want to make sure that we get everything in and, and everything correct in terms of analysis. Um, with the, like, I guess, in terms of my voice, I'll just ask you, is, is there anything else from today that you find interesting? Michaela, I picked the Titans to win against the Browns. I personally thought that they would make it a wee bit tighter than that. They were outplayed, but more so... You know, Deshaun is getting a lot of hate for the way that he started his career again this year. The Browns showed both offensively and defensively on Sunday 
that they have so much more there than a quarterback. That Amari Cooper play was weird because whenever he caught it, he was in bounds and they should have given us a touchdown or they should have let the, he should have let the game play on. Um, look, the Browns are there. I think for me, the really frustrating thing is the Tennessee Titans. They seem to be so close, but yet so far. And this is going to be Ryan Tannehill's last year in Tennessee. You'd like to see it not end on such a, on such a star note. Yeah, the the Titans played really poorly today in the sense of Tannehill only had about 100 yards. Derrick Henry, who's probably one of the best running backs in the league, easily top five, only at 20 yards. If if you if he's your biggest weapon and you're only utilizing him for 20 rushing yards, that is, you're doing something wrong. And then, you know, you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, who was, you know, the commentators are saying he's been one of the best wide receivers in the league for the last decade, and he only had 48 yards. Like, they're just not utilizing their players enough. And I feel, it's not like I want to blame the coach because Mike Vrabel's a good coach, you know. I think he needs, it's weird to think that the Titans were, you know, in the AFC Championship game a few years ago, and they've always they were always playoffs contenders for the last few years. A couple of years ago, yeah, and it's not it's it's not like they lost anybody. They didn't lose Tannehill. They brought in Tannehill to replace um, Mariota, and that's why they got to the playoffs. And it's it's like no one's left really, except like they probably lost a few kind of players. They obviously lost AJ Brown and stuff like that. But they brought someone in in the draft to replace him. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins. So it's like it's a weird one, kind of like the Vikings. Like you don't know what the issue is with them. It's not the head coach. It's most likely it is the quarterback. They need to bring in a better quarterback. Probably should bring in Kirk Cousins. If we're all so obsessed with them, they probably play a lot Kirk better. Kirk Cousins everywhere. <laughs> Kirk Cousins everywhere and every team is guaranteed to go to the playoff with Kirk Cousins if they already have a strong foundation around them. But yeah, the the Browns, um, Mary Cooper is honestly like every time the Browns are on red zone, it's always him making a play. He's easily the best player. Him and Miles Garrett are the best players for the Browns at the moment. Um, but yeah, you I don't I, like I do... you don't like Jerome Ford. No, I just I just think ever like um like kind of today like Amari Cooper just kind of stepped out. He, he just, you know, he yeah, just I agree. steps sure. out or stands out to me more than anyone else in the rounds. Did you see the play in the second quarter whenever Deshaun Watson was spiked or they got the ball, snapped it, and Deshaun Watson had the ball and had time. He could have ran forward and he ran 15 yards back. $230 million guaranteed. Now, for me right now, for people in the podcast, if I'm a Browns fan, yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, he's blessing himself were, as he can't see it. They were actually saying there was some reporter saying today that the Browns would find a loophole to get out of that guaranteed contract if he keeps getting fined or he gets fined and misses games because you know um, unsportsmanlike conduct and stuff like that. And they were saying that the Browns could loophole their way out of that guaranteed money. But twenty-seven to thirty-three, two hundred eighty-nine passing yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, solid. Deshaun got it done. He's, he's I, a good I, I, quarterback. I Look, we're 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 very biased on the show. We obviously love Kirk Cousins, and we're going to be selling <laughs> Kirk Cousins merch soon. So just keep an eye out for that. But obviously, Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback. They just had a horrific injury that you know we haven't talked about yet. But Nick, poor Nick Chubb, absolutely love Nick Chubb. Great at Georgia, was doing amazing. Had a history of knee injuries, and good lord, don't look it up if you're anyway a bit squeamish. Probably career is going to be over. So you're like, okay, we've built this around kind of Deshaun and Chubb because they're kind of our two best players. 
that that's what I thought anyway, because Deshaun can run, he can pass, and Nick Chubb was amazing. Ford steps in, and today he's like receiving and he's running. That little shift he did, that little like fake slant for the touchdown, was absolutely magnificent. He kind of kept his hips the same way, kind of just turned slightly different direction, and uh, I was very impressed with them. Um, and then the other game I kind of wanted to talk about was the Colts and the Ravens. Colts and the Ravens was kind of a, a fun game. I think everyone was thinking at the beginning, like, oh, God, like everyone was drooling. You could hear them, hear it from their mouths over Lamar Jackson. He's fantastic and et cetera, et cetera. And it was all going brilliant. And then just like Ravens do, they just go off for some reason down the Richardson against the Colts who have missing their starting quarterback and the Richardson. And you're kind of like, what is going on? And I don't want to go like too much into detail because I know we're kind of li- limited on time, but it goes right down to the wire. You have, I don't think he's the most expensive kicker in the league, but he is the greatest kicker of all time. Justin Tucker from 61 yards out, right down the middle, two yards short. A great kick. I think he got slightly under it. The ground is a little bit wet. The ball too, in case you don't know about uh, American football. Casimir GA balls are literally made of leather, so they absorb water. So when you go to kick them, especially when it's wet, much harder to hit them. You know he set the record for 66 yards two seasons ago. It was absolute cracker off the crossbar. He can hit them from 17 practice, but when it's wet on a Tuesday night in County Kerry, Justin Tucker can't get it done. But that was an amazing game. An incredible finish went to overtime. If you were a Ravens fan, you went on Twitter like, it was all of them go from loving Lamar Jackson. I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, Michaela or Michael. They love Lamar Jackson. They love their team. They love flowers. They love everything. The minute they start effing up, we hate it. This is crap. Why do we have him? This is awful. We need to trade for Kirk Cousins immediately. <laughs> I will say that when I was watching the game, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I'm too harsh on the Ravens. Maybe they're going to be like top of the AFC North. And then they just went absolutely off the wall and just they lost did what the ravens Colts. do they do what it's, ravens do and they just always thing. miss them everyone gets so excited for them because they see what lamar can do which is like unbelievable like i don't think we've really had a quarterback <laughs> michael vick was kind of doing it but um we haven't really had a quarterback in, that looks like him that moves like him that can pass like him that can play like him but also we've had plenty of quarterbacks that kind of screw up like him <laughs> and he just seems to do it at like the strangest times when everything's going great so it's uh it's, it's kind of a strange one. But yeah, poor Justin Tucker. Um, it was a good evening, though, for most kickers. A lot of the soccer players doing well. Brandon Aubrey's kicking very well right now. And Matt Gay actually hit the game winner in that for the Colts. He's a former soccer player, too. Uh, trained a few times in San Diego. So good for Matt Gay. I'm kind of happy with the Colts because they have been fighting well and they, their starting quarterback was out. And if there's any quarterback that we love on this uh, podcast other than Kirk Cousins, it's Gardner Minshew. He is just a beautiful, we love Gardner. beautiful man. Um, just to shout out a guy from Ireland, from Dublin, who was with his partner at the game, Andy, Andy Woe. Andy is, is a huge Colts fan and he came to our college football tailgate. So big shout out to Andy. He's got a Good great video of him. He's got a great video of him reacting to it. It's on our social accounts. I'm now yeah. going to go and try and steal it for TikTok. So hopefully, yeah. please say yes, Andy. Um, we have not talked about the Lions or the Packers or a few different things as well. Um, do you want to talk about Dan Wheeler before we go? Right, yeah, real quick. Connor, Green Bay, over. down 17-0, going into the fourth quarter, and then they won 18-0, or 18-17. Absolutely amazing. Um, Daniel Whelan had a pretty decent game. Unfortunately, he did have a punt return for a touchdown. Um, decent punt, kind of decent location. Don't know if his runners were kind of up to speed with him. 
he kind of tried to make the tackle, but um, the Saints Saints were too quick. But yeah, they came back and won, probably because Derek Carr went down. Looked like kind of a, a stinger first. I don't know, it didn't look really bad in the shoulder, but he stayed down, he stayed out. And we were kind of half joking in the group chat. Mm, I wonder if Jameis Winston's actually going to ruin this for the Saints. He may, he may not have ruined it all by himself, but yeah, Green Bay won. They rolled the dice. They went for two on their second touchdown that they scored to go 17-11 and then managed to score again to go 18-17. Well done, Daniel Whelan. Another win for Ireland. Just as good as against South Africa yesterday. Some serious horseplay yesterday and, and today as well. So please, Jesus, exactly. the, here, the, there'll be no Monday morning football in five weeks' time. Exactly. Well, if, if Johnny Sexton gets injured, though, do you know who we could bring in at half? Anybody. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> wow. Mikhail, Kirk Cousins you, can you, do you, anything. You, you've got a very important thing to mention, I believe. I have mentions, a very uh, important thing to mention. This this, this is bigger. Yes. If uh, if you're watching the is video. It though? Like, I am not a Swifty. Michael, this is bigger Michael, than literally any of the games this is bigger than the Colts winning overtime this is bigger than the commanders being shut out this is bigger than the Dolphins going and getting 70 points Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game with Kelsey's ah! mom and when I saw that the gasp that came out of me my girlfriend looked at me and thought something wrong something was wrong and that something happened because everyone I, I know you don't know anything about Swifties but none of us well, believed anything Travis Kelsey said because we were like, no, he, we were like, no, he keeps talking about it too much now. He's just looking for attention. And then Taylor Swift turns around as in, in the box with his mom. So I'm very excited. I kind of like the and Chiefs now. And currently up 31-0 against the not formidable Chicago Bears. Oh, don't even start me on them. Can I just say two elements to that? Firstly, Taylor's grand. Can't get a ticket to the Aviva, but sure it's grand. Secondly, I'm going three I, times. I, I met right. Donna. I met Michaela, Donna we're in, booting you in... from the podcast. <laughs> now, Michaela's laptop's about to die, so if Michaela cuts off, that's why. But um, I, I met Donna Kelsey in, in February, and she was awesome, lovely in person. And she was like, just like a pure ma, like very, very you proud of her. You were so, you met Donna. And Donna's sitting in the booth with Taylor Swift right now. So you sure squad. But I will, I will say, as, as people are wondering now, I was in Prague over the weekend. I was actually watching Ohio State against Notre Dame in an Irish bar. Now that, that's a whole conversation. But Your game. I got off the plane out of Ryanair in Dublin Airport at uh, four twenty-five, and was watching Red Zone and Tyrone at six twenty-four. But I opened up my phone. Michaela Fagan pops up. Super Bowl halftime, and I'm like, what an under of I want to make love in this club is going on here, Connor. Maybe I'm showing my age as a 32 year old man. I'm really happy about Usher headlining halftime for Super Bowl. I've actually no problem with Usher. Usher is a fantastic performer and probably yeah. a better dancer. He is there was absolute... a rumor that it was Harry Styles, so I'm annoyed. <laughs> Harry, he Harry might come Styles, out though, like... you know, they've been kind of blending it lately. There'll be like, like Emin- one or two guests. You know, don't get me wrong. I was excited about Eminem last year and he's kind of the same kind of age. Right. Bracket. And then Kendrick Lamar yeah. was just like randomly in a box <laughs> and like popped out of the box halfway through the set. Is this the one, like, oh, okay. is, is one in LA with 50 Cent? Yep. I, yep. like Michaela, you're talking about fangirling out. 
So I was at the very, 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 very back row of the stadium and when 50 Cent came out of nowhere, I started screaming. It was incredible. I just think, I just think that before my voice goes, that this is a Super Bowl that is the first ever in Vegas. It's such a big deal. I was surprised to not see Taylor Swift or Harry Styles or even the Rolling Stones, something huge. I thought there would have been like a big rock band, but look, we have to see Usher. I'm sure if we're sitting there looking at Usher, I'd be a happy man. And um, before we go, a shout out to 888 Sports, official betting partners of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. And for the Washington Commanders fans in Ireland and North and South, you did get a field goal. You were not shut out, so do not hate us. We love you. Uh, is, is that all? Is that we all, do. Is, uh, yeah, I like we, the Washington football team. So from all of us here at the Kirk Cousins um, Admiration Love Society, we, we, will, we will chat to you next week. It's, it's weird because um, this is the last Monday morning football for a few weeks where it's not going to be normal. You might have two or three guests on. It just depends. For example, we're in London the next three weeks and then in Germany and stuff. So um, stick with us, but we will still be out in the Monday morning. Michael McQuaid, Michaela Fagan, Connor Mangan, chat to you soon, folks. Have a great week and we'll be back on Monday night. Well done, Ireland. Well done, Daniel Whelan. <laughs>